Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Big wheels keep on turning. Don't know the rest of the lyrics. How are you doing? It's the Luke and Pete Show. Pete Donaldson with you and Lukey Moa. All right. On the floor. It's Monday. It is Monday, isn't it? Don't yeah. let it get you down. It's a particularly grim day out there. Well. Whoa. Well. Steady. Funny Whoa, you I've say been that. microdosing. It, <laughs> I not give a shit. No, hang on. Whoa. <laughs> uh, Wasn't that um, Steve Jobs' last words? What were they? Remember that on Facebook, like those kind of um, viral. As um, he crossed over to the other, where he, where he sort plane. of talked about, I wish I'd spent more time with my family. I wish I hadn't spent so much time in the boardroom. All bullshit. All he said was wow or wow. Yeah, I can imagine that you've got. Must be th- the baking yeah. soda. Do you remember that advert? I do remember that. I was at Arm and Hammer. Arm and Hammer. If you are and from I, Arm and Hammer, get in touch. Or if you are Army Hammer, who's had some kind of a, a renaissance. Has he? Yeah, he was in um, uh, not blue is the orange color. That's about two lesbians. I'm thinking about the two gay man, gay men in um, uh, it's the peach eating one. The only film I know him being in is that fairy tale movie, like Snow White or something. Mm. He's too big. He's like gig- He's like six foot four and just as wide. He's a big old hunk of hunk. Have you interviewed him? Uh, no, okay. but he's just. Um... <laughs> No, I wasn't going to launch into a uh, wicked whisper. It is Monday the 4th of February. Yeah, you said uh, that. Through January. um, We have been through January for a few days now. Mm. And when you said, oh, it's grey and miserable out there, the reason I went, whoa, it's not on this occasion because I'm microdosing. It's because... (laughs) It's now February. (laughs) Today is actually National Sickie Day. Oh, yes. I did read upon this. According to research, the first Monday in February is the worst day of the year for absenteeism. With post-Christmas blues, poor weather, and a long wait for the summer holiday season, just a few of the factors involved. <laughs> Any notable sickies you've pulled over the years, Pete? I, uh, I am uh, useless. My admin is dreadful, but genuinely, I don't ever pull sickies. I think it's you know, book your holiday, I'll just say you're not going to do something. Yeah, <laughs> don't, but don't just leave people in the lurch because they're not feeling. Yeah, it but you don't have a traditional job though. No, exactly. But I've never. But, and, but back and, when you yeah. were, I'm, I guess I'm sort of thinking about back. Oh when, yeah, all the yeah. time. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in my twenties. I was in my twenties, and I was going to nightclubs at uh, two o'clock on a Tuesday uh, night. Madame yeah. Georgios. Yeah, and so you were just. What was your, what would be your top techniques? Um, well, I've always had, I've always had a pooly tum tum, so that's always very helpful. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Usually just pooly tum tum. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I forgot how many stickers I did pull it when I had an office job. Good point, yeah. Yeah, everyone yeah, does that. I mean, my, my top tip would have been... When you're salaried, you're not, miss, you're not missing out any money, you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. exactly. When, when My top tip would have been... Because do you remember, you, you, surely back in the day, you remember having to actually physically call 
Mm. So you can't text, no yep. text. Mm. You'd physically have to call in. And um, I, my, my tactic, my technique always used to be to hang my head back over the bed. Oh, what? Well, and cut a lot. So imagine oh. the foot, lie backwards on the foot of the bed, you're oh. facing the end, hang, and hang your head back over. So essentially, you sound like this. I'm sorry, like that. So it sounds like you're straining. Okay. Yeah, and that it's gives like it Liam more Gallagher authenticity. Sings. Yeah, a bit, a bit like that. Like it gives sings. it more authenticity. But, ah. but um, there, there was um, one thing. If, you, if you're going to put a sickie in the summer, mm. You can't go outside. You can't go the next day with a full tan. Yeah, I've told that story before. Especially where... if you're the sick for hay fever, which I've done before. <laughs> hay fever. <laughs> yeah, I've told. Uh, I've probably told this story before, but um, a friend used to be the goalkeeper in our football team. Went all the way to South Africa to Johannesburg. Big Bruce Springsteen fan. Uh, he took a sickie from his job as a, as a teacher. I think he'd taken two. I think he took two days off in the end. Flew there. Um, made sure he covered himself in suntan lotion because it was high summer in uh, in South Africa in Johannesburg, yeah. uh, so he didn't get a tan or anything. Um, uh, watched Blue Springsteen, flew back. Um, no one was any the wiser. He was like, "Oh yeah, I'd, I'd like just stomach sort of flu, horrible gastric uh, gastroenteritis or something." Um, and uh, and then he when he went on the BruceSpringsteen.com website, he was literally the front of raw of the of wow. the crowds got yeah Bruce Springsteen so if his boss wasn't a Bruce Springsteen fan he'd been fine exactly but was his boss no I, never got, I don't think he ever got caught it just made me laugh that was just like, the front well, that, yeah Bruce Springsteen in Johannesburg that's, yesterday that's really interesting because that taps into something I was going to say which is that um, when social media came in mm. then it became a minefield oh massively yeah. because you I mean if you were someone I don't really tweet that much now but back in the day I used to tweet quite a lot mm. so say 10 years ago or whatever mm. And um, two AM going. I am fucked. <laughs> you Next can't, morning, you Hello, can't be like, well. oh, beautiful day today. Just chucked a sickie, so I want to go walk <laughs> around the park or something because people well, can definitely see don't it, do man. that. Because the problem is the side effect of people essentially broadcasting what they're doing with their life every single day means mm. there's nowhere to hide. Well, also, I guess you couldn't get away with. Uh, I sort of read once that Eddie Murphy um, sends a complete body double to some Chinese premiers. Like right. just, he, he looks so much like him that he's just a well, like nutty really... professor through the clump. He's a big fat <laughs> just suit. the big fat suit. Yeah, yeah no. he uh, he's got like five different um, lookalikes on set when he's doing films. So if you ever see the back of Eddie Murphy's head, he's got a back of the head double. Right. Uh, if you ever see his hands, obviously everyone's got a hand double, but like the, all this stuff. And so it's how so many scenes does he actually do? Not very few. Just the front of the face. That's it. It's really really weird. And uh, and quite well, an expensive guy to hire then. If yeah, he to come I think he would other... be anywhere. Well, yeah. they'll they'll only be on like a return that's like you know hundred grand or something. I reckon here. Uh, and he'll be on a ridiculous amount. But um, yeah, he, he has on occasion apparently allegedly sent um, his lookalike to premieres in the Far East. <laughs> but the, the rapper MF Doom, who used to yes. work for a phase of sending people, because he wears a mask when mm. he performs, sending basically just because he, he's also quite a large man, sending just a fat bloke to rap. So people would go to watch him. That's a first class And he's one of the best rappers of all time. You know, Danny Kelly, my colleague, calls him one of the finest manipulators of the English language ever and you go and see him rap and it's just some fat broke you can sort of notice pretty early on I'd imagine that it's not one of the greatest wordsmiths the US has ever produced in the 21st century so you know it catches up with you sooner or later <laughs> it was a piece of piss it'll say yeah. on his uh, but, wrist on yeah, but if you've uh, if you've pulled a sickie with hilarious consequences mm. I'm going to say tragic consequences as well. Yeah. Hello at LukeandPeach.com. Tell us about it. Maybe you got so emotionally invested in the No Doubt album Tragic Kingdom, which of course has the song Don't Speak on it. Yes. Uh, maybe you had transic- tragic kingdom consequences when you pulled a sickie and just listened to that album all day. Was that a flip? I mean, it's quite niche, that. Mm. It's quite- was that a song, no doubt, about the 
relationship breakdown of two members of the band yes. in a Fleetwood Mac style? Yeah, it was the bassist and Gwen Stefani. Apologies right. to the bassist for not remembering his name. But I think he's it. well used to being called the bassist. The bassist. <laughs> he's, he's the uh, bassist of Gwen Stefani. But apparently when they, when they sing it live, they're still... Still real of them, damn it, as a right. wrestling fan once said. Well, in a sort of slightly delayed welcome, welcome to the Luke and Pete show. Yes, uh, we'll get on to Gavin February. Rosdale in a minute. We will, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he was on the scene, wasn't he? He probably something to do with it, the snake. Um, previously, <laughs> we tied up the last of the remaining Woodlice slash Pillbug. Slash the last of international woodlice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, aka Grumpy Grandfers. We tied up all the last, the, the most Grumpers. last of the remaining thread there. Well, well not really, because uh, a, a oh, guy, you got came, else a, a guy sort of came in with an email sort of basically saying that he uh, did a little kind of obstacle course for them. Oh, right. Which I really, really like. It's lovely, isn't it? Isn't that nice? Okay, so now we've put... Now we've we have. Over, yeah. Now um, we have. We played an interview on Thursday ahead of Super Bowl Sunday containing many, many references to feet. And as a correction... I heard from plenty of New York Jets fans after last Thursday's show because I said that the Pats beat the Jets after that, but they didn't. In fact, the Jets won. Uh, Pats coach Bill Belichick oh. wasn't happy with young Wes either at the time. But Naughty Wes. the Pats have put that to bed by winning the Super Bowl last night in quite boring fashion over uh, the LA Rams 13 Is that why you're sleepy? Is that, did you stay up and watch No, it? I fell asleep before the game even started. Good-o. Um, and what we found out... Let me finish! What? We found out your bathroom was about to collapse. Has it collapsed? No, it's fine. Fine, it's okay. fine. The man came around. It was okay. actually a leak. So now I, I was wrong. Yeah. Now finished. I, I mean, if someone's listened, if someone's a fan, they'll know what's what we talked about. Give people a re, re, give people a, redu- a, remix. a redux. Yeah, a remix. Give him a, yeah. a Francis Ford couple of redux. Ugh. I thought he'd finished. See, we need stabs. We could have used my um, last week. I actually do have a stab for that. Do you have a stab for that? Um, how's your weekend been, all right? It's been good. I went to go and see um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm. Very good. I'm a big Very fan of... Very good. I'm a big fan of animation and uh, that, uh, the way they animated the characters and that were fascinating. No no motion blur used, no computer uh, motion blur used. Um, so they had to be quite creative about how they um, used the arm swinging and the leg swinging. Why uh, did they decide to do that? Um, I don't know, just a return to um, the traditional forms of animation like back in the day to to make it look like a hand or an arm or a leg was uh, moving quite quickly you would sort of draw in a, a kind of blur but this time they use little triangles it's, it's uh, google it it's, it's, a it's amazingly it's a um, work. rendered oh it's stunning it's it looks beautiful stunning. have you seen it no it's a good movie and and obviously superhero movies these days have now had to become super aware super mm. sort of self-aware sorry because there's it's so um it's such a saturated market now if you, mm. if you think about how earnest an early Marvel movie was, like Iron Man or mm. the first Spider-Man or whatever. And now you think of the movies that they make sort of post-Deadpool with like Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. this one, and one or two others. They, they've become sort of almost meta. Yeah, I think people just got bored of them. But also like comics are quite self-aware and the, the, the yeah, fact true. that they do have a, a universe, um, they, they, they can break the fourth wall. It's, it's very good anyway, I would recommend it. It's got a bit of a Sin City slash Scott Pilgrim type of vibe. Okay, it yeah, feels yeah, yeah. a bit like Scott Pilgrim, mm. and it looks a bit like what I remember Sin City looked like. But that was a long time ago, to be fair. A lot of bums and boobs in that, though. To be fair, oh, it's not as dark as that. All in black and white. It's not as dark. And as red. That. It's got some great voice actors in it as well. It's got, mm. it's got Nicholas Cage in it and <laughs> Liv Schreiber. Nicholas Cage is perfectly cast. As well, well, Nicholas Cage is—he uh, was—I um, think he did suit. He did a suit fitting for Superman. I remember that. He did, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, he, those photos leaked, didn't they? He, he looked ridiculous. He's wonderfully mad. If yeah, I think we spoke about it before. But if we, uh, I pretty everything I say on this podcast with. I'm sure I've said this before. But if you ever go on a tour of New Orleans, he's bought most buildings in New Orleans. Didn't he almost bankrupt himself? Yeah, 
Uh, I imagine he swallowed a few. <laughs> right. But there's some disgusting stories about this horrible woman who murdered all her, her um, uh, slaves. And um, he bought that building because it's the most haunted building in uh, the whole of New Orleans. Right. Oh, it will oh. bloody, bloody rank. What about it you? What have you been up to? I've not murdered any slaves. I didn't no. put a steel rod in their head and squeeze it around like that horrible woman. Yeah, disappointing. Imagine what read. Imagine hearing a tour guide uh, recount that story when you're a bit hungover oh, and you've just had your dinner. You're like, oh god. I watched them all of the Ted Bundy tips on uh, Netflix. That's so funny. You're going to bring that up because I was going to bring. I've murdered a lot of women. No, no, no. <laughs> I was, was going to bring something to do with Ted Bundy to the table today. TB. Um, you're talking about the the documentary series, right? Yes, not so the talk, elephant, yeah. Talk to me specifically about how he's portrayed in that. Um, he's portrayed as a highly intelligent, um, uh, absolute flanner. He's, he's the absolute. He's incredibly charismatic uh, to the point where he's actually actually quite excruciating in court. Uh, he he presents his own counsel. He overrules his own um, defense. He's a, a nightmare man, uh, right. but but incredibly. But they really sort of got a big hard on for him, like saying he's very attractive. And he's, yeah, I've got a real like, problem with this. Well, you can't deny that his certain magnetism allowed him to do things that uh, you know other people. I imagine I would be a much less successful murderer, <laughs> serial no, but killer. The, but the, the the main problem with the whole thing is that how how not joined up the uh, entirety of the of the dragnet was. Um, he was able to. Murder so many people in the in the northwest, and then escaped to Florida after his second escape through. He escaped from prison uh, twice, mm. effectively once jumping out of a window and once um, just jumping through a hole in his own cell. Uh, just through, he, he got really skinny and jumped through a hole in the in the oh. sky. What are those cells like? They're pretty good, <laughs> right? You say that, but have they got any holes in them? <laughs> got one or two holes. It's not a cell not then. A cell then. No. But he, uh, but he managed to like move down, go down to Florida, get on a flight. You know, all this, back then when you could fly everywhere without actually giving any ID and stuff. Um, fly down to uh, Florida and commit some atrocious murders. Um, the man was a, a psychotic, bipolar maniac. Yeah, um, and, and and I don't have a problem per se with a true crime study of him mm. and, and lessons to be learned and that kind of stuff. Mm. And I personally do find that interesting, and I will admit that. My my issue is this Ted Bundy movie coming out with, starring Zac Efron. Mm. Now, none of us have seen this film, though. No, I haven't seen it. it. No, I haven't so, seen it. And I'm fully prepared to, to, mm. to, to accept that. But the fact that Efron has been cast is a red flag straight away. Why? Because he's making him out to be the most handsome man ever. And I, and I, and I thought before this film was even announced that his handsomeness is like overstated. I mean, what, what the reality is, he was handsome and he was superficially charming and manipulative. Mm. But mo- mo- most importantly, he was a prolific killer of women, right? Yeah. And, and that is that Does is that the most important thing. No, it doesn't. But you can't tell me that Ted Bundy is as handsome as Zac Efron. No. So all of a sudden, now I know this happens in Hollywood a lot, but all of a sudden we're seeing someone being portrayed automatically mm. as far more handsome, and I imagine when the film comes out, far more charming than he actually was. I don't know why he has to be portrayed in this way. And I don't know why he has to be betrayed in any way in terms of a fi- in, in terms of fiction, mm. and the glamorization of such a man to me feels totally unnecessary. But is this not the um, the natural kind of escalation of uh, the true crime podcast, the true crime? Yeah, and I think it's wrong. I think like it's that. wrong. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the study of the, almost like a morbid fascination with crime, I understand, and I think mm. it's probably something that if everyone's honest with themselves, unites a lot of people. Mm. But it unites a lot of people for a lot of reasons, and some people have a morbid fascination with it, but some people are interested in procedural stuff, are interested in lessons that can be learned, are interested in their detective's work, yeah. lots of different reasons, right? And I get the value of that. To me, 
with 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 the idea of casting Zac Efron as Ted Bundy in a film, mm. just leave it. The thing you that don't gets, need to do it. Well, it will sell. And the the, the thing that's um, I'm not saying, saying that's an excuse. I'm just saying that um, there's there's reasons why it's. Being I understand made. it will sell, and make money. I but um, but the the thing that gets me is about his whole tale. Like I knew nothing of his whole tale. Like how incompetent. And how little the systems were joined up, he could get away with like just by crossing state lines. I, I think that's a that's, that's a common problem in the US. Certainly was in that era mm. because, it, because it's all so localized. Because yeah. it is a United States, right? Massively. That's why you, I mean, if you think about it, given that the US is a sovereign nation, it's crazy that you could commit a crime in one part of the country and be sent to death, and commit a crime in another part of the country and not be sent to death. Mm. I mean, that, that, that's that's mad. Well, the whole kind of like him him sort of dying, uh, him getting sent down, and the judge, and bearing in mind that the Netflix documentary is way more compulsive viewing simply because the actual trial was um, filmed by a million different TV cameras. Yeah. His whole thing, that's his, thing isn't it? his his trip to the to the to the actual um, death room was 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 filmed. All that stuff. Um, it was it was a new kind of um, trial, I think. And that, yeah. it kind of kick-started. It was the first time they'd used satellite trucks, for example. Yeah. Um, and that was just interviewing, um, I mean, for for want of a better word, Hicks, um, outside the court, outside the um, prison where he was going to get um, killed in the end. Um, it was, it was, it's, it's a fascinating story simply because, again, uh, just how little they were joined up, how, you know, they kind of looked into catching him every single time. They caught him. They looked in his back of his VU uh, Beetle or whatever, VU uh, Beetle. VW and, Beetle, and, yeah. And, um, uh, he had uh, like a like a hammer and a chisel and a, a, a balaclava, and it's just like wow, yeah, I, I see why. Uh, I, I see why he got caught. Yeah. But it, it, it was only ever like traffic stops and stuff like that. He but got caught with. It's funny, isn't it? Because well, none of this is funny, but that, that's a turn of phrase. Mm. It's interesting because I talk about the portrayal of someone like Bundy by someone like Efron in a Hollywood kind of way, and I realize I haven't seen the film, and I'm complaining about it, but in actual fact. If I'm being totally honest, the line between news and entertainment in the US mm. is so thin as to be almost non-existent. I mean, mm. you, you can what the reason all these true crime documentaries on Netflix, making a murderer, the staircase, all that kind of stuff. The reason they're even able to be made is because there is footage, video footage of every single trial, yeah, and every single thing that happens is videoed. Obviously, it's not like that here. We we have to make do with court drawings and all that kind of thing, don't we? So we it's not quite as as the line isn't quite as thin. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a fascinating situation. I, I would be interested in watching the documentary. I'm, I'm probably not going to watch the the, the the film because I feel quite strongly about it. I think I think if you watch, I think I think the you know bearing in mind this man uh, indulged in uh, coprophilia, he indulged in coprophilia. No, uh, mm. yeah, coprophilia. Um, and oh, you're talking about necrophilia. Necrophilia, sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, coprophilia and, is something completely yeah. different. <laughs> well, I wouldn't put it past him quite no. frankly. Uh, you know, chopping off women's heads and you know, you know. It, he got he got um put the in the trial one of the major parts of piece of evidence now not so uh, used quite so much was bite mark and stuff like that that he, he put on the on the on the women and I can't see that film portraying his crimes uh, it's going to be hard for them to portray those crimes because they are so unbelievably well I hope they don't I hope they, I hope they don't glamorize it in any way that, I, 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 mean, I don't think they can that's why watching his story I was sort of thinking well they have to kind of concentrate on the caucus they have to concentrate on his evasion of the law they have to concentrate on that part of his life rather than bearing in mind he only admitted to the crimes two days before he was sentenced to, well two days before he died right uh, he actually admitted that he'd uh, what he'd done and where you know certain bodies were found and stuff like that it's it's I just watching a man run out of options and run out of opportunities um 
and you know playing the laws of fucking fiddle for so long and then realizing you was all out of options and then just you know finally just sort of going right right this is what i did and then and then being killed all right let's have a what break what a cunt <laughs> let's have a break and we'll come back. what a cunt we'll come back and talk nothing more of a of prolific serial killers eh. ryan reynolds here from mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You're probably wondering why I'm in a cold, dark room repeatedly spilling molasses. Always wondering that. Yeah, always. Hello at LukeandPeacher.com is the email address. We've had a lot of great emails recently, mm. and that is a credit to you, the listener. It's part of the Luke and Pete Show community. You're very welcome <laughs> within it. It's a broad church, Pete, but always an entertaining one. What have you got for us, Donny? Auschwitz! Oh, good. Oh, dear. Uh, James, it, it's a horrible story, but I mean, you know, uh, this is a rather depressing story that somehow uh, ruined my faith in humanity. I've just Sorry. promised people that we'd be no more serial killing, and now you're coming off the back of the outbreak with Auschwitz. One. Literally the biggest one. Yeah. Uh, last week, my girlfriend and I visited uh, Krakow, uh, Krakow and uh, went on a day trip to Auschwitz. Uh, it is a truly moving experience, and I believe everyone should uh, at least learn something about it. Um, there's very few of the original buildings remaining at Auschwitz, uh, Birkenau. Uh, because a lot was destroyed when it was liberated in 1945. One block that still remains was a holding cell for women who were no longer fit to work. Their last stop uh, before they, uh, the gas chambers, obviously. Um, the inside of this building was covered from ceiling to floor on all walls with graffiti. Fascinated, uh, thinking this was done by the prisoners, I read a few more, a few of the more prominent inscriptions, only to see some were written in English. Confused, I asked the tour guide if this was an original um, bit of graffiti. She informed me that it was actually all done by tourists. That's weird. She went on to tell a story about a time she was actually caught. Uh, she actually caught an Irishman in the uh, process of carving his name in the wall with a coin. 
I mean, when yeah. confronted, he told her, I just wanted to commemorate my visit. I mean, don't do that. <laughs> I mean, do not do that. Amazing. I really didn't want to take, I really didn't want my takeaway memories and feeling towards the experience as one of disgust towards the current generation. I mean, there could have been any age, to be honest, James, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, Interesting to hear your opinions on this and the hope it will discourage people from thinking this is okay. Yeah, never do that. There's a whole subset of um, men uh, on Grinder in the Auschwitz Memorial in Berlin. Um, like, obviously, like people sort of, you know, uh, tagging themselves in a certain place. Right. Or kind of like people kind of looking uh, and, and actually having one of their pictures. Because it's quite an arty place to um, take a picture, isn't it? The Auschwitz uh, Memorial. Those right. kind of those, those um, concrete blocks. Isn't yeah, it? that's right. Um, I do have a problem with with, with that particular memorial because it doesn't really, it says nothing about what actually went on. Yeah, I think I think when you when you are commissioning, a little bit too abstract for me. Fine, no, and that's a, I think that's a fair point. When, when you, it's a fair opinion. When you commission an artist to create a mural, I think you do it with the knowledge of knowing what the artist's work is like. Mm. And I guess sometimes it can leave people a bit cold. I, I find a lot of this is a slightly different point, but I find a lot of modern art quite leaves me quite cold. For mm. some reason, I don't. I don't really know why. And that's quite a broad thing to say. Um, what? 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 The problem is for for, for the artist from the artist's point of view, probably going to be the most difficult commission he's ever going to get, mm. or he or she's ever going to get. I don't know who the who the artist is in that case, but he or she is never going to get a more challenging brief than that. Really, are they? No. So they've got to. Tr- they're not going to please everyone, of course. They're probably limited to the colours they can use, the austere nature of what they're going to have to do. It's very austere. I think. I think that's. But in many ways, that's kind of the point, isn't it? But if you came down from uh, an alien world and sort of looked at that, and went, "What does this represent? What does, yeah. what does this say? What does this? What does this say about what uh, a system perpetrated? What a man perpetrated? Well, I think, what a... No, I'm not an art critic, but I suppose it, it does portray <clears throat> the coldness of it and the almost impersonal nature of the indiscriminate way people were killed and all that kind of thing I suppose they would argue I don't know mm. I'm not an artist uh, I'm not an art critic I'm not an expert in that field but I do take your point I'm going to raise the um, raise the humour Pete humour very dark start to the week and we should leave these tops of show for Thursday normally it's already <laughs> National Sicky Day because people are already so depressed about the year <laughs> that they're throwing sick in their droves yeah. no one can work everyone's at home duvet over their head <laughs> I've got some news for you listeners oh, Kieran Judge Zelda. Kieran no I haven't Kieran Judge <laughs> is alive and well yay Man Kieran Judge, Judge he uh, if you haven't heard this story go back and listen to it it's about four or five episodes ago mm. Kieran Judge says I just wanted to thank you for reading out my email regarding my cash related dilemma involving Mr Whippy and I can confirm that I'm alive and well Pete Donaldson was supposed to block his name out and didn't do so sorry mate um, he's okay though as a, he says, as an aside, I would like to say thank you to Luke. I reached out to him a few years ago, as I am a ramble listener, for some pointers on how to get started in blogging and podcasting, and he very kindly took the time to reply and offer encouragement and advice. See, I'm not a terrible person all the time, mm. despite what some people may say. Uh, he says, I write for a couple of uh, blogs without much success, um, but it's something I really enjoy. I'm really pleased for all of you that your various shows are doing so well, and long may it continue. I just wanted to mail in gratitude in case I end up swimming with the fishes following my not-so-anonymous email. Um, all That's the how best. we all want to go, Kieran. really. Yeah. Murdered by the uh, poor administrative um, uh, nouse of a podcaster. And I want to update my announcement just to Kieran Judge is alive and well at time of recording. At time of recording. <laughs> I mean, by the time this comes out, it's, a, it's an hour before recording and out. So, yeah, yeah we don't really know. Um, <laughs> he's probably looking over his shoulder every five minutes, but that's the new life he's got to live now. Exactly. He's not nice. the guy who wrote that book for Gamora. He's got, to, he's got to move house every 10 days. It's good It's good to have the heart pumping and the blood's pumping around your body because exactly. you're just constantly 
your adrenal gland is going. Uh, hello to uh, Kaiser. Hello, Kaiser. I think um, Kaiser's name is spelled slightly differently, but I think uh, Kaiser has helped us by uh, changing her name to uh, something different. Um, uh, to help well, she can't take chances with you on the edit no, buttons, I can know. she? Hi, guys. Uh, following on from uh, your extensive uh, discussion about cruisers, I just wanted to let you know, my mother-in-law has a friend who, at the ripe old age of 75, has decided to taste life on open waters for the first time in her long and sheltered life. She's never before been on a cruise, nor has she undertaken any sort of extended or adventurous kind of travels. And now she's decided, for some baffling reason, to go on a four-month cruise with her husband. Four months, 120 days, suck on that. Whoa, that is a long time. <laughs> that is a long time. She's gone from not a 60 in very little time there, hasn't she? She's cutting all the middlemen. That's yeah. like she started a band playing Wembley Stadium. I'll be blooming astonished if she doesn't offer herself to Neptune before this. <laughs> <laughs> My granddad's actually going on a cruise on his own in uh, March. He's 87. Nice. Yeah, he's looking forward to it, I think. That'll be fun. Um, what about this from uh, Matt, who says, Hi, Luke and Pete. Driving on the school run this morning. The radio was playing Alanis Morissette's One Hand in My Pocket. <gasps> and I had a panic as it reached the I'm weak but I'm chicken shit line. Don't judge me for knowing that. Literally everyone my age only listened to, to Jagged Little Pill for a whole year in the 90s. I, you, I, I didn't know! It's a great record in my opinion. Would, but, uh, would she go down in you in a theatre, Luke? Peter! What? That's one of the lyrics. I know it is. Even you ought to know. Don't put that on me. Jake go down on you in a theatre. I never know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, do you want that or do you not want that? She doesn't make it clear. She doesn't make it clear. No, which doesn't. is a good thing, by the way, she should have yeah. said. <laughs> Who doesn't want to enjoy great art? Well, that's going on. Um, I uh, Speaking of Alanis, and you can get back the email, because you've, you've, you've stopped the show, so you're not going to be continuing, so I'm I'll helping stop, out. I'll stop, because you're in one. I'm letting you get on with it. I, last week, um, uh, during my radio show, uh, at 11 o'clock every night, we play three tracks in the 90s, the absolute Radio 90s uh, oeuvre. And I popped downstairs to make myself a cup of tea, um, uh, green ginger, no caffeine. Um, and I put my <laughs> hand in the... Um, uh, yeah. Oh, no, I was making Rivita as well. And so I needed a knife to spread the butter on. And I put my hand in the drawer and I pulled out three spoons, one after the other. Oh, Alanis. So 90s. If you carried on, it would have got to 10,000. Who put spoons in the knife drawer? And all you Idiots. needed was a knife. Idiot. It clearly um, says knives on the drawer, so grop. But you're still alive, Kieran Judge. And uh, anyway, back to Matt. He says, uh, by the way, that was a very worthy digression. I enjoyed it. Um, however, I was pleasantly surprised and amused to hear that the line had been dubbed as chicken shizzle. Oh. Or something like that. It got me thinking of other awesome sweariness being dubbed, including Samuel L. Jackson once exclaiming, I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. Monkey farting snakes. Monkey fighting snakes. Oh, fighting snakes. Although this seems a very random topic, I couldn't help but think this would be right in your wheelhouse, especially Pete <laughs> being a very sweary little man himself. Uh... Fuck off. <laughs> Maybe Pete could take some tips to not offend the one dissenting listener who is definitely still listening, by the way. Fun off, you can't. Anyway, uh, love the work you both do. My current favourite podcast is Wrestle Me, though, and yeah. I don't listen to On the Continent, so make of that what you will. Thanks, Matt. You let yourself down at the end there. Um, <laughs> Just wasn't on me. So the one I can think of is in the film Aliens, mm. where um, Sigourney Weaver's character Ripley is with a load of marine... Um, Marines, right? right. US Marines, yeah, space Marines, marine whatever. animals, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's with like a couple of seals, <laughs> a blue whale, and they're like, "How's the blue whale going to fight off these aliens? He hasn't even got any like grip for like the weapons, and also he, like, above water, he collapsed under his own body weight. It just doesn't seem that practical." Is that true? He needs the buoyancy that if they lived on, uh, yeah, if, 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 a, if an animal that size exists outside the water, it'll collapse. Imagine so. how much ambergris they. I just want some ambergris, Luke. 
I miss what? I want some ambergris. What is that? Uh, comes out of the world, doesn't it? Oh, does it? You make, you make uh, a perfume out of it. So I, in Alias, no, in Alias, the Space Marines, they are with Ripley and one of them sort of... Believe it or not. Yeah, one of them sort of ponders about why Ripley's actually there. <laughs> and she's like, have you seen this Have you seen this museum? It's amazing. It's got like the world's tallest man in it. No, and she says, oh, she's seen an alien. Mm. And that's why she's there for experience. So right. one of the Marines says, oh, apparently she saw an alien once. And the line is, whoopee fucking do. Right. right. But on the ITV dub back in the day, I remember this like it was yesterday, it was dubbed to whoopee for her. Whoopee for her. Yeah. Is that like Nathan for you? Whoopee for her. So there's one to get you started. Hello that's at lukeandpeacher.com nice, yeah. if you want to chip in with your own. Whoopee for her is definitely one. Uh, I, can't, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but it's, it's like uh, Kimosabe Mother Funster or something. Oh, yeah. It's the Yippie Kaye Kimosabe. Kimo yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> a great. I wonder what Kimosabe means. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, what have we got here? Hello to. Oh, yes. Kieran Smith. Hello, Kieran Smith. Uh, do we. Do Kieran Smith is the one I uh, mugged off? Is, no. Is everyone I. Everyone who listens to this show called Kieran? I think possibly. Kieran Smith. Kieran Judge is the, is the man that oh, was yes. on death row. Okay. Because <laughs> of your actions. Whose life is a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Uh, hello to Kieran Smith. Uh, hi, Luke and Pete. Uh, hi, gents. Two highs. Uh, I was really happy to uh, hear you talk about foot fetishes recently because I finally have something to contribute. Oh, Kieran, you Here we bag. go. My best friend's ex-girlfriend was a lovely girl. She occasionally came out with some very funny moments. Once. <laughs> best friend's ex-girlfriend's funniest moments on ITV. Yeah. Uh, once, presented by... Um, who would it be presented by? It would be presented by... You would audition for the, the gig, does... not get it, get the voiceover. Who would actually do it? Who's the one who does um, the catch Phrase, new catchphrase. Oh, uh, yeah, what is his name? Uh, Stephen Sol. Stephen Mulhern. Yeah. Him, he'd do it. Yeah. Uh, my best friend's ex-girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. Uh, once the topic moved on to feet, she announced, oh, I have a foot fetish, fetish I do. Right. I got a foot fetish I do. Uh, we all smiled, no judgment here. Her boyfriend wrinkled his face up and says, no, you don't. What are you talking about? She responded that she did have a foot fetish because she absolutely hated feet. She'd gone through her life thinking fetish meant a hate for something and had casually told many people that she had a foot fetish. <laughs> Because there's nothing, because foot fetish is weird enough to sort of no further questions. I don't want to know more about this. No. So if you went, oh, I've got a real foot fetish, me. My um, oh. my sister hates feet. Yeah. If you walk around bare feet in her house or get your feet anywhere near her, she gets goes mad about it. She hates it. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, yeah, it's very disrespectful, isn't it? Is it? What? I would then not get into this take your shoes off type business again. <laughs> it's, it's very disrespectful of you to wear your muddy shoes in my house, but you, just, you still do it. Not muddy. I'd always use the mat correctly. Um, why put them out there? Uh, <laughs> we're not getting into it. It's fine. <laughs> I remember being on a Eurostar and I, uh, my mate, Alec Little Al, was asleep. He's same, same height as me, but I've always known him as Little Al. Um, Have you got another friend called Al who's big? Yeah. That's what I've got I'm a big Al, Little Al. Yeah. Um, and I put my foot inside. He was sort of asleep and I put my foot in his mouth. Why would uh, you do that? Because I wanted to take a picture. And he woke up and I've never seen him more annoyed. He was <laughs> absolutely furious I'd be me. annoyed. Oh, it, he was so angry. I think I might take a swing at you. <laughs> Did he take a swing at you? No. Why never. not? Why not? Oh, back it not, up, little Al. You're not that kind of friend. Back it up. He just he liked it, really. He's got a foot fetish. <laughs> he got really mad with you, really angry, and the only thing that punctured the the, the tension was, an was you noticing the ad in the erection. That temp pole at the same time. There we oh, go. Disgusting. We always end this show on uh, inappropriate erections, I and today so. is no exception. Mm. Thank you very much for being involved, listening, <laughs> emailing, tweeting, at mm. Luke and Pete Show. 
Email, of course, is hello at lukeandpucci.com. Tell us what you think about pulling sickies. Tell us what you think about the Auschwitz Memorial. <laughs> Tell us what you think about Ted Bundy. Yeah. Tell us what you think about all of it. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, and we'll see you again on Thursday, where we'll be welcoming in the weekend uh, with gusto, I'd have thought. Welcome in the weekend. Say goodbye, Peter. Goodbye, Peter. Goodbye, Luke. I can't speak properly today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.